1: presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today this is the sports radio 610 outdoor show with captain mickey eastman captain mickey has been guiding the texas gulf coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments now here's your host captain mickey
0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show. All right, hour number three already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the outdoor show. This morning is Jace. And now we're gonna go down to Corpus Christi and let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb this morning. Cliff, good morning. How are you, man?
2: Morning, Mickey. How's it going, buddy? How's that red tide down there with you guys? You guys still got it?
0: Well, I'm not hearing
2: much more about it. It's uh good, good.
0: It's uh it was well, it didn't look good, but it's it was really minimal for this area. That's kind of I mean, what I'm we've, thinking. It we've kind of seen get it worse. worse. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we get the – you know, that little wave action and wind uh, stirring up the oxygen level on the surf really helps get rid of that stuff. It's when you have that uh, week or two of just dead calm, dead flat this time of year. That yeah, weak really tides, no wind, and yeah. high temperatures. But we hadn't got it here. We're just kind of checking on you guys because it comes this way that, We've had a pretty good week, Mickey, on the, our surf fishing kind of picked up. And our, our bay fishing is in that – we're kind of in that transition. I hate to say that word, but, you know, it's not the well, best it, month of the world. It happens you know? every
0: year. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. We kind of get that deal, you know. And uh, I had some really good fishermen come down. I had Kelly and, and uh, Jimmy come down. The guys that fish with plugging you guys a lot from Houston, really good fishermen. And we did two days. We did one day on the beach. Uh, I've been catching them pretty good early, just a real good early bite on the mm-hmm. surf, just I mean, just a combination of uh, everything, trout, red, flounder, snow, just amazing. So uh, uh, Kelly and those guys, they, they camped out near a park where right I'm fishing bought these camper down, says, hey, man, just, I'll meet you there, and we'll just go hit the beach first thing. I guess that was Wednesday morning. And uh, I get out there, search down pretty good. You know, it's about a foot, foot and a half, and there's just tons of bait in this first gut. And the amount of fish and the amount of bait, that's the deal is they got so much to eat. It's just incredible. And uh, the only thing they would really hit was really small pink topwaters or something real clear. Like, I mean, those little bitty topwaters, fine, the smallest thing you could throw. Really? And these fish, yeah, it was nuts. How, and, uh, it's just, I mean, gin clear water. Uh, and you catch them on plastics. but There's so many skipjacks and sharks. The plastics were tough, you know. But that little topwater, I, I probably caught, you know, maybe half a dozen nice fish on that topwater. But those little hooks, even though I changed the hooks out and tried a little bit bigger, those big fish i had one that i just twitched it I, i'm throwing to the foam so it's real clear so i wait till the wave breaks and right when it breaks when, when the foam's still on the surface i throw in there and i, I kind of raise my rod tip up no line slap and i give it a couple of twitches and that's when you usually get your big one and mm-hmm. i threw it in there and that fish smoked it and did a, a 180 in the air Mickey. it comes straight up and does and it's when I, the last thing i saw it's going down head first and the and my pink top water's <laughs> coming towards me but you know it is amazing how fast that fish slacked me, hit it, came toward me, and jumped. And I'm still, you know, with my mouth open, sitting there going, wow. You know, it's just amazing right. how fast they can hose you like that. But it was good. And Kelly caught some on plastics. And the next day, uh, you know, we, we hit the Laguna Madre. I said, hey, man, let's get up early and, and, and go hit the lagoon And there's just hardly anybody out. You know, there's some uh, people, you know, that are bait fishing them. Guys up in the upper Laguna Mata, there's several of that stuff. But down, down south, you know, you take Land Cut, Yarbrough, you know, all that area, Alazon, Bath, and there's not many not many people. I think Barry went by the boat ramp there in Rivera, so there's only three, three traders in the boat ramp in Rivera. So that's just nuts how few people we had. And it's, it's a lot of the time of the year, and, and you know, people throwing up deer feeders and dove hunting, and you know, it's, it's kind of time of the year where it's kind of the fish is not quite as good as it normally is uh, the rest of the year, because simply because these fish are moving out in the center of the bay with the with the bait, and you got some you know higher dingier water and stuff, so the bite's a little slower this time. Of right. Time, but we're still catching.
3: But uh,
2: the first place we we started was we met Thursday morning, and it was just lightning and rain raining all around us. I don't know if you had that storm Thursday, but
0: we have a lot no, of, I was thunder. watching it come your way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting there of course we get the dock and there's lightning bolts all down South. And so we oh, kind of wait till daylight. We can, yeah. We can kind of run around it. And I see a little window where I'm wanting to go. I said, man, we can get past this storm and get into the spot and maybe get a bite before it starts lightning real bad. And we get down there and, and we pile out and right off the bat, the first cast Kelly gets one about five pounds Boom, on top water. Just, I mean, he wasn't 10 feet from the boat. You know, and I could see I could see the sun coming up a little bit. I could see this big old thunderstorm over the Gulf. You know, and I says we're okay until it starts lightning. And we sit there, and it would started going off. They started getting them on top water. I had one about four and a half, and Jimmy's catching them. And you can see these these trout humping up on these mullet. You know how they get in the flats when uh-huh. it's calm, and they'll chase a bait and they'll make a big hump in the in the in the in the flat. You'll see it, and you you just see them chasing it. And I saw one hump up, and I said, Jimmy, fire over there. And he fired up about 10 feet for a hump, hit the water, boom, he's on. And as soon as that happened, Mickey, this bolt of lightning hit the water, and you could just feel that tingle. I mean, I don't know if you felt that before. That just, yes, it's just that's scary. That's not feeling. good. That is not and good. And as, as, you know, as soon as the flash was there, boom, it's close, you know. Yeah, and it's it right on those. you when that happens. Oh, I mean,
0: it's, it's not like yeah. the flash and then a the boom later, it's all together. No. The flash
2: and, and so, the boom. That's on you. I, I knew what was going to happen then, <laughs> and those fish just shut down like a switch. I mean, and that's it was nothing. That, that happens like that. <sighs> Makes you crazy, you know. And I mean, the mullet quit jumping, the pelicans quit diving, everything just hunkered down. You know, it's just like, oh my god. And so the storm kind of peters out a little bit, kind of gets light and light rain. We get a little light rain on us, but it's kind of going to the side of us and it's kind of kind of calming down. So I'm saying, hey man, do I? Do I hold this hand or I fold it and go somewhere else? So I held it for about an hour, you know, and we're getting a little bit of bite, but never would really get back to where we were. It seemed like those fish had pulled off that shelf and pulled out deep. So I says, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit somewhere and try to get closer to a, a deeper drop off. And so I broke the golden rule and left the fish to go find fish, and I found the fish. I found the fish about 10 miles uh, farther south, but I got into some dingier water and tons of top water grass and these big red fish were in there, Mickey, and they would run over you, almost knock you down the flat, and they would not hit nothing. It just Man. was nuts after that storm and uh, we just you know we caught fish the rest of the day, but it never was like that morning before that storm. It just seems like that was the bite, was early, and the storm hit right during the major bite, and the rest of the day we just kind of picked at them you know but that's typical this time of year, yes, you know I'm not. I think I'm like everybody else, just waiting a little cooler weather. You and, and millions of other people. Yeah, <laughs> we've had enough. <laughs> well, we had enough summer. I'm good, you know. It was, it was a long done. one, long hot one. It was, buddy. It was. A, it was a long one. Did you hear how till season was? You, you know, you guys are kind of yeah, the heart it was of that excellent. Stuff. You know,
0: everybody that's that had water, they had mm-hmm. birds. I mean, it was just, and you know, that's kind of like you know. You, you see it over the years. You've been around so long, and if you've got a real dry year, dove hunting is unbelievable, especially if you got tanks right. or water holes and yeah. and uh, the right food. Same way with, with ducks. Same thing.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Our dove season is off the chart. I, I just know a, believe a bunch of guys that uh, never miss their limit, all their parties. They just they filled up every yeah. day. It's just stupid. How many white? Oh, and Wayne app? got a. He said we hadn't even had a weather change down his way, and he sent me a text with photos last night. What a meat haul. And plus two <laughs> two bonus rattlesnakes coiled up on the end of the table that they killed. Yeah, I saw in. the
2: I saw the pictures of snakes. And I had some friends down there fishing with him. Had a blast um, <laughs> hunting with him. Just had Another
0: influx of birds. He said I don't know where they came from. He said it's just, it's absolutely stupid.
2: Yeah, we got them everywhere. They my friends has. Uh, we're right there in Alice, you know, right there by Ben Bolden. Right. About 10 miles to the west of us, we got these giant sunflower, commercial sunflower fields, and they're cutting them down. And it's just like, God, we're getting the flyaway right in the middle of that. So it's funny how one day you got morning dove, the next hunt is white wings. So you don't know. It's just a transition of birds constantly. But uh, And, you know, you, just like you said, if it, if it would have rained like it normally did at the beginning of dove season, we, it would be terrible. Yeah. But this is the first year that it didn't rain, and the birds are here. You know, we haven't had any fronts to push them out. And what we're going to get, we're going to get one more wave of those northern birds. That first good front, we'll get a, those long tail birds. I call them those northern birds. Will come in. We're getting ready to get that. So looking forward to that. Well, his uh,
0: Blaine mentioned too. His morning hunts have really been slow. The afternoons have all it's been good the sir. best all year so far. But for whatever reason, yeah. yesterday morning it was just stupid, and the uh-huh. evening stupid. It just it's crazy. Golly. Hey, that's, yeah. Our are you know, good. that's bird hunting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I, I got this bad shoulder, so I got some cortisone about three months ago, and I'm able to move my shoulders around pretty good. Well, that stuff just wore off, <laughs> so Uh-oh. I shot that 12 gauge. I shot that 12 gig last week. I don't shoot a 12 gauge, and I've been surfing a little bit, so I'm kind of suffering <laughs> from that. So I'm thinking, man, I may be back trying to get some cortisone next couple of months here to try to make it through the winter. But I don't want to get my shoulder replaced right now. I'm trying to try to wait to do it in the summer. You know but uh thank yeah, god for it when you're not gonna
0: fish day. for a while because that's a long rehab and just do yeah, them one know, at a time don't get both of them done at once you'll be totally <laughs> <handicapped>. you'll... <laughs> i don't think your wife wants to go through all that no but...
2: i don't think she wants to do that <laughs> oh man but uh, just just cannot wait for this cold front coming in i think we're we're talking here probably Thursday. i got mike uh mike and all the mainstream guys on uh on Wednesday coming, so hopefully we'll get a little break on the weather on that.
0: Hopefully so. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. that's the target day.
2: hmm Yeah. Just Start out with a it'll...
0: southeast wind and end up
2: with a north wind. Mm-hmm. No it, it can get, get real it, good, it. that's
0: you know that's so far off. It, it, yeah. Things can change.
2: Oh, they miss the weather so many times on these fronts. You know, it's crazy how yeah they'll uh, call it it's going to be major and then it won't even show up. So it's it's hard call this time of year. It is. It is.
0: It's tough, man. uh, I wouldn't want to be a weather predictor. (laughs) Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back, buddy. Hang on. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we're back, my friend. And did we lose him? Are you there, Mickey? There we go. Now I got you.
2: Wow, I was weird. It was kind of a humming noise and it went away. Sorry about that. Uh,
0: well, yeah. gremlins.
2: <laughs> Modern technology, baby. <laughs> no, that's all good. It's all good, man. But, um, uh... You know, I've got a little bit more wind the last couple of days here. I think you guys got it, too. Um, I have some, a lot of my friends trying to go out in the gulf today. I think it's going to be a little rough on them. They're, they're catching tarpon yeah. here, too. I was listening to Jame and, man, there's a lot of tarpon here right now, Mickey. Uh, my buddy, Bob, that walks up and down the rocks, you know, with the fly rod and catches the snook and the tarpon, he said uh, the day before yesterday, he's standing on the rocks with his fly rod. and. There's four or five people with long rods, you know, with, with mullet fishing for bull reds. And uh, they got their lines casted out there off the end of the rocks. And he's sitting with that fly rod in between them, talking to him. And he said the, two of the guys were looking at their phone, just looking at the phone. He said he looked down and his six-foot tarp is up in the air with a spider weight on <laughs> his mouth. And it throws, it throws a big old redfish weight and it goes in the water. The guy never sees it. He goes, looks down and goes, it's a big old splash. What was that? He goes, "That was a tarpon. You missed it." It's like he yeah. missed this tarpon. Look at these. Yeah, phone, get off man. that Come phone on. and fish, man. Get off the phone and fish, man. Come on, <laughs> I love it. You know, it's that's funny how that is. But the only chance he ever gets to have a tarpon hook up, and he missed it. Darn, man. But it's it's amazing what I'm seeing right now. So I'm fishing the beach the other day, and uh, it was that day it was real calm. I guess it was a day. Uh, I guess probably the day before killing them. Probably Wednesday. And kind of slick and we're looking out there and we're catching trout and snook on top of our stuff and i look out and there's tarpon jumping there's like three or four in this circle about maybe a quarter mile and all you can just see the water moving and rolling out there nobody's on them in the tarpon wow. or jumping i go man if this is anywhere else there'd be five boats on the school of tarpon and they just moved oh, yeah. on down the beach you know you can just see them but uh it's funny how you guys have got the the big time tarpon fisher and these guys here just don't no, they used to back in the old days. Everybody go to Port Angas, you know Roosevelt and all those guys. And Port oh, A was like yeah. tarpon that was all over the big world. Deal, you know? And they just don't do that anymore. It's just, uh, it's just strange. The offshore guys go snapper fishing, and man, it's a great tarpon fishery here. But uh, I guess they'll key on it again. But we just don't have the, we don't have the plugs like you guys got and Mike and those guys that really get in the tarpon fishing because we, we definitely got them. Yeah. Wow. You go south, you got Brian down there catching them, you know, and I'm sure Brian's catching them now. This his time of year.
0: Yeah, it's you know, a, you know, and it's been he's had that weather to contend with too. You know? We all have, yeah. yeah. yeah it hadn't good. been uh, it. that good. I think there's well, it, it's just hard to call. You get you get your right windows and they tear them up all up and down the coast. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm waiting for is a water drop here. You know, this is what's going on here. So this north wind is pushing, pushing water in, pushing water, and we got kind of stained water from the high temperatures and, you know, the the lack of circulation. It's just normal this time of year. And then what'll happen? This big coal front will come and push against the causeway and make a current down the King Ranch shore and all that stuff. And that really clears all that grass up and all that top water stuff out, so you can fish top water. So about two fronts will clear all that grass is accumulated from the east winds and stuff on the west shore and stuff and clear it all out then you start getting that winter pattern where the north is pushing against the causeway and creating a current in the openings like humble and uh the intercoastal where you have a current and those fish really like current and stagnant water you know when you got hotter water and dirtier water they're really going to go for the current
0: sure and
2: what will happen is they'll pull out in the middle of the channels and stuff and they won't give them the drop off you know, until a little bit later on in the year. And so they're kind of moving through, they're just moving. They're moving in the channels, or are moving out in the middle of the bay, and they get a little hard to catch. Because um, we got these huge schools of just miles of mullet migrating out, you know. And uh, once they get up on the shore, the fish start feeding them. But when they're, in, when they're out there in that eight, nine foot of water, you know, there may be some fish under, but they're hard to catch. You know, it's yeah. just a lot easier to catch in four foot of water. Right around the corner. Yeah, I'm hoping don't that bundle.
0: realize how much you know. It's so much easier to catch shallow water fish than it is deep water. Oh fish. yes, sir. It
2: is. You know, and that you know, I think about how my fishing changed on the way we think. You know, you take 35, 40 years ago, in the dead of the winter, we had these big areas in, in the middle of Bath and Bay, like the bombing targets where they, they dropped the military dropped these big bombs in the middle of the bay. They were dummy bombs, but they made big pits in the middle of the bay that were, you know, 14, 15 foot deep. Right. And we would take these, you know, we'd get to the top of those big holes and it was like 35 degrees and we'd jig straight down underneath the boat and catch those giant trout in those holes. You know, and all of a sudden, the next day they'd be gone. We didn't realize all those fish are doing, they pulled off in that big hole during the high pressure when they knew the temperature was dropping, they felt it. And they got down there and they hunkered down and they stayed in there. And of course, you drop something in front of them, they're going to eat. Well, the next day they weren't there because they pulled up. They knew that the sun was going to come out. They pulled up in the mud to get the warmth to start feeding to get their body temperature up and once we figured that out it was you know we caught a ton of big trout in deep water but once we figure out to get out of the deep water after the clouds you know went away and the sun came out and the next day a warming trend and the air temperature was above water temperature we learned to get up in the mud and the grass and get them up shallow and that was a game changer mickey you know and then then of course the corkies came around and our, our catch rate just went way up you know, yeah. When when I did big trout earlier in my career, it was topwater. I caught all my big double-digit mm-hmm. fish on topwater. And the amount of big fish you missed and pulled off simply because you're fishing in needy water and that plugs on the outside of their mouth, and all they got to do is stick it in the mud in their face and roll around the bottom and they pulled your plug out. And a lot of it, you know, when you're fishing a cork, you think about it, a lot of that stuff is inside their mouth. They can't really rake it out as good. And yeah, so the, the way catch they dump
0: it and suck it in, you're getting yeah. a... You're getting two hooks in there, and uh, right. they're not able to push your head down in the mud and, and get that lure off their face like they do topwaters, and yeah, it's I, like that that big uh, stringer I caught in uh, '89. I was using straight back chrome and blue red fins uh-huh. with three treble hooks, and I mean it was—they were all just like harmonica mouth—and I was well, fishing soft mud and. Uh, about two feet of water, and those trout would they would dig that head down in the mud, shaking oh, it, it trying to get that barbed wire out of their face and mouth mm-hmm. and uh, it was incredible. There was probably two or three of those big fish I caught when I got them in their gills were just stuffed full of mud, trying to get that plug out yep. Uh, sticking their head down in there, shaking it, trying to get rid of it they 're smart i I think they 've been hooked before
2: <laughs> yeah i had this, I had this guy trying to. He didn't have a boga grip, and I'm trying to get his fish in. He just doesn't catch a lot of big fish just a few years ago. And, and so I'm getting up behind him. I don't want to get in the way of the fish, so I'm trying to stay out of his, his circles sure. So I, can get up, I get tight to him so he can go around me, you know. So he's trying to get this big old eight-pound trout in, you know, and I, I got my bog grip. My hands are clumsy anyway, and, and the fish is coming to war. And all of a sudden, that fish turned down about five feet from me and went straight down the mud right in front of me stuck his tail up in front of me, you know, just digging. And I reached down to pull his tail to pull him up to get the bow grip. And when I pull him out, the plug comes out of his mouth, and he Uh swims off. And that guy looked at me like, I said, dude, I was just, he was going to come off anyway. But he just right in front of me, Mickey just dug down the mud. You know, I could see him down there, you know, and his tail sticking up. So I kind of grabbed the base of his tail, like I'm kind of going to pull him out of there, you know. And as soon as I touched him, he did a little quiver, and he'd come off, you know. And that plug still stuck in the grass, he pulls that big old. (laughs) <laughs> Big old mop up, you know. <laughs> it was like, oh, Boy, uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that because if I'd have let it happen naturally, I would have been in trouble, you know. But anyway, it's a, it's hilarious what they'll do to get off your hook, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, I've I've seen that before. I was actually having to lift my rod way up in there and pull back with my thumb on the spool to pull their heads out of it, you know, to keep them, <laughs> keep them from shaking them hooks.
2: Yeah, and that mono we used to fish with and those buggy whips, they had they could do what they wanted, couldn't they? They could they go could down the mud if they wanted to, you know.
0: Basically what I was fishing with when I caught all those and mm-hmm. just uh mm-hmm. I was lucky to uh put it all put it all together. Never even lost fish that
2: day. Golly, that's awesome man. Mm-hmm. Snapping was on. Yeah, i. Uh, I'm hoping we'll have to see that again, Mickey. You know, I, I hear all these guys talking about how great the bay is, but well, they just they need to come they need to come look at my records thirty years ago because I've written down every single day like this. You want to see some what this bay is capable of. You know, it's like Lake Fork for bass. It's capable of some monster, monster fish. Same thing here. If we can just get on the on the program here and everybody on the same page, we could turn this place into a monster trout hole. I think I so too.
0: I mean, it, it just mm-hmm. takes efforts from everybody. Everybody's got to work yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, some people they don't care about catching a big, big trout. Uh, I just don't yeah. understand that. They're mm-hmm. they're content no. with just catching a lot of little ones, and hey, that's. Yeah. But yeah, that's, well, that's once they catch a few big jobs, they change their job. mind, Mickey.
2: You know, if they can just catch a yeah, few once, of those big once ones, they understand? Catch a day, you once know,
0: seven pounds are up, and, and and soak it all in. That's all they'll want to catch ever again. Yeah, that's why it's so hard for you to get fired off nowadays. With yeah. what I've done in the past, it's just, I know I hate everybody hates living in the past, but I mean, how do you forget that? You can't forget it. It's it's, no, it's in your
2: mind forever. But. Yeah, but what we got, Mickey, is we have all these great clients we fish with, all of our friends we fish with, and today, you know, in my time and my age, it's about the day on the water with these people, like, spend the day with Kelly and those guys. Those guys are just awesome people to spend oh, the day yeah. with, you know I mean? what well, what else would I be doing? I mean, fishing with my friends and catching whatever we're catching, we're catching, but just being out in the outdoors and, you know, seeing the deer on the shoreline and, you know, not not being in the boxes. I know a great I don't thing. have
0: much of that kind of scenery up this way, man. That uh you we not. we were you know, back when I fished the bean a lot a lot they had a big old uh, herd of elk over there you would see a lot of times wow. on the Louisiana side. Man. But uh yeah. yeah, that would uh that'd be pretty pretty cool to be able to wade a shoreline
2: and look up and see deer. Like yeah, I tell do everybody, don't look the other way because it's all windmills. I tell everybody, I said, don't look over that way. It's all windmills on the ranch. It's ugly. You I know, know we're, <laughs> I was, was talking
0: with <laughs> Naylor last weekend about, you know, this wind generator stuff, all of it yeah. going on. And it just, there's something about you go down to South Texas now and you, the the is littered with those. Yeah. And it just, man, it just changes your whole
2: outlook. You go, wow. <laughs> it just,
0: that It just doesn't look right. It's out
2: of place, yeah. man. You know, in the old days, you get in the middle of the middle of bath and bed, and you turn the engine off. It's not a sound. Your ears ring. All you can yeah. hear is the wallop. You can hear the bait splash. You can hear the bird goes by. You can hear the buffs. You can hear the quail. And now you hear the windmills sweeping. You know, you hear that noise. So yeah, they're noisy. It's A little bit different. They are a little bit. I'm the deer know, stand and right. hear no, them. You know, just, on a
0: windy morning, you hear them like crazy. <laughs> going, that's just yeah. nuts. And and when it's still dark,
2: you look out and you see all the flashing lights light. on top of them. hmm Yeah. Yeah, I know it's changed a lot in my lifetime. time. You know, what's so cool is uh, I took a lot of pictures back in the old days of where I was fishing, and I take that same place and, the, and the, take another picture 10 years and how everything has changed. Yeah. You know, the, all the scenery around that, that area of water has changed, you know. And that's a good thing about having Bath and Bay in the middle of the King Ranch and, and Kennedy Ranch. You know, there's, they can't build around us. No development. So, that's, that's the no key. Development. No development. And so all the pressure's got to come from a boat. You know, it's got to come from a boat. And then, so that keys in the weather. So, there's certain times of the year that that whole bay will be protected because of the weather. You know, right. people can't get down there. Now, if there was houses all around it, somebody's going to get out there and fish anyway. But there's you times when that bay shuts down.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, sir. But there's times now where that whole bay is protected. And Mother Nature says, no, nobody's coming here for a few days. Not you know, today, so, boys. <laughs> not today, boys. You know, so. Or it's all good. You you're looking for us, don't
0: be scared.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't be scared but. You know, we're right, just right around the corner for some great fall fishing. You know, just, uh, I'm hoping it's going to turn on for me Wednesday when I got that big trip from all the guys from Tackle Town and, you know, all the mainstream marketing guys. And, you know, pressure's on because those those are the big guys, and they're good fishermen. You just hope that you get a good bite, you know? Right. So we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll give you a report on that and hopefully we we'll get some big fish. Hopefully they're so. They're trying out some new uh, – New prototype uh, wading gear and stuff we get to try out. They're all trying out some new stuff, and believe me, we need to come out with a new wading belt because I'm not too happy with all these wading belts that we have.
0: You know? No, you know what? I'm still well. I've still got my old uh, uh, walking wade, you know, from Paul Perrin way back yeah. in the day. Uh-huh. Remember those? Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. most time, I'm just wearing a regular dive belt and put a stringer clip yeah. on it, and uh, yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. know, to stick your stringer in which i don't ever use one much anymore anyway all right. i need a belt for is just to hold my gut in a little bit and <laughs> <laughs> use one of them double wads and strap on in there like a girdle man let's Wade.
2: oh that's all right but i guess all i might need some floaties in mine you know <laughs> i'm all going on now it's all good yeah Oh, anyway,
0: well, hey, Cliff, it's always a pleasure talking to you. If somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, man, give him a number, my
2: friend. All right, Mickey, Manarico 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. I'm ready for that thump, brother.
0: I am cool too, weather. brother. Thanks, man. The old corky thump. See you, man. Take All care, right. Cliff. All right, All right. Care. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. And I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the MiraLure Little John. What it is, it's a three-quarter-inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head for wading or fishing out of the boat, and the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish, and the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish catching colors. And all it does is produce results day in and day out. That's the Mirror Lure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Mirror Lure. Go to MirrorLure.com.
4: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already on a Saturday morning. Time has flown by this morning. All right. It is 638 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go up to Lake Livingston now to Penn Campground and Marina, and let's check in with our good friend, Mr. Harry D. Tan. Harry, good morning. What's up?
3: Hey, Mickey. How are y'all this morning?
0: Couldn't be better.
3: <clears throat> how are we're you doing? We're doing good up here. Oh, we're doing it's pitch black outside, and I think about 72 degrees, and there's not really a breeze. It's a wind blowing up here. It, it's a nice, it's a nice morning. It sure is. But, uh, Sounds like it. Nice and cool, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't even get daylight to about what? I don't know, a little after 7, 7, Yeah, two, well, seven, I
0: think sunrise two. is around uh, about 6, or no, seven twelve. 12. So, 7, yeah. 12, yeah. And, but you there. know, legal shooting times, what uh, that'd make it 7, 7, uh, 42. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I wish they'd just leave yeah, it like this. But we'll, I'll, be, I'll be we'll be flipping them clocks back, falling back
3: this oh, uh, it's, November. It's, Here we it's go again. Terrible. It sure is. This old lake, uh you know maybe we're right at sitting on four foot right now. I mean uh two tenths of one hundredths above it, but uh we're about four foot low here on Livingston, you know, and, and uh uh Man, that sounds you know,
0: so I, odd to hear that about Lake Livingston. I mean it does. It's just it does. <laughs> that's
3: that's
0: crazy. crazy. It
3: is. It is. but you know, I was looking at uh uh the the uh uh, looking at the river going up, you know there's, you know Dallas. We was getting a little bit of uh, water out of Dallas, but you know uh, this morning it's kind of dried up. So I don't know what the next week or so is going to bring unless we get some rain. You know, I mean there's just there's just not a lot of water coming out of Dallas at all. And there wasn't uh, previous last week. It wasn't a whole lot, but it's a heck of a lot more than what we're, what we're having now. So so anyway, uh, you know I mean. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, it's not a bad time of the year to do it at all. Uh, if it has to be done, you know, sooner or later, uh, Livingston, it doesn't take much in the rain to fill Livingston up. It'll, it's got a lot of watershed behind it. But well, it does,
0: <coughs> yeah. I mean, that Dallas Metroplex up there, when they start getting hammered, it, uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of water comes down that river, man.
3: Well, yeah, there is. You know, uh, Livingston has like 720 miles of waterfront a watershed in the right. state of texas That's, right. uh, that represents hundreds of thousands of acres that it just hadn't rained in texas you know i mean it just hadn't done it so but it will but uh you know the white bass uh they're still catching some nice white bass they, they really are they're doing, doing quite well it's kind of surprised me boat traffic slowed down uh a lot you know there's not a lot of people people out but uh you know uh it's a good time just to uh, take your boat and ease out, uh, keep it in the channel, look around, and give you a good look of, of <clears throat> what to do and what not to do. You know, I mean, we're at a good level to do that right now. I mean, if you ever want to know how to get around Livingston, now's the time to, to figure it out. You know, I mean, you could you could uh, do quite well. I mean, once you see it, you know, you, you kind of have a, a mental picture of it, and that, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of difference. But uh, we've been fiddling around up here. I mean. We cut. Uh, we've got. <clears throat> we'd done it one year, several years ago, but we went right down. We take an easement right down through the middle of our creek here and cut stumps, and, and uh, we're we're going back in there and, and uh, doing that a little bit more now, just kind of kind of clearing it out. Right. Uh, we took uh, took a, off our the creek channel here on Pinwa runs in towards Pinwa, so we just took about a I don't know, like a thirty foot or something like that off the bank and just take off, take stuff out what we can. That way, people that that uh, have trailers and stuff in here, they can get their boats back out here without tearing anything up, then All. So you know that's that's uh, that's not really what I wanted to be doing, but that's probably the most important thing I could be doing right now. But uh, it's it's coming along time I mean, we have we really haven't had any kind of rain here in this area or it seems like it rains all the way around pinwall but it just doesn't rain right here at pinwall
0: that which, is uh yeah. you know that's the uh it's kind of like where i live now i've gotten lucky the last two weeks i got a three inch rain one time and then a three and a quarter inch rain the next week Whoa. so oh that saved yeah. my bacon yeah. but yeah i guarantee you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's called umbrella point and i know why the old timers named it that for a reason it's just yeah. uh-huh. it's kind of like what you go through up there it's like these storms uh-huh. get close to that body of water and it just shears them apart. Uh, the temperature it is, change. It, is,
3: it does i mean it just takes them down although you know me we've had more rain up here in the last uh uh ten days, two weeks than we have in the previous three months i mean yeah uh, no we've doubt. Had no great amount I mean you know I think all together we've probably had a here Pinwall. we've probably had like an inch and three quarters but but you know it's uh that's just enough rain to turn brown grass to green overnight i mean uh, it's amazing what a little bit of water do on that grass i mean well it's just enough to
0: keep everything barely living you know (laughs) Uh it is well
3: well and then too uh i don't know about this morning but you know in previous mornings we've been having a uh a pretty good dew up here in the mornings, like yeah, I good. have too. Same but, thing, yeah, you bet. On the grass, and that that helps, but my gosh, we, there is uh, there's dead grass everywhere, and, and you drive down the highway and you see dead trees in the woods, and, and uh, it's not it's not good. And I guess I've seen several guys hauling corn, so I guess they've kind of gotten where they can get back on their leases. I, I know they're uh, what a week or two ago that that maybe the landowner had a hell down like they could go to their camp, but they couldn't do anything that might start a fire. And, uh, you know, as dry as these woods are, it, 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 it would not take much to, to have a, a big big fire. I mean, just a little old spark off, a spark off or something, you know, and it's, it'd get away from you real quick. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get a little rain dampen the woods down, get everything kind of going back to normal. But, you know, one plus out of this low weather, uh, low, uh, low, no rain situation that we're in right now. We have, we've got a lot of grass. We've got grass knee-high up around the bank. I mean, it just, uh, the seeds in the soil, that'll you know. Good, that'll make good cover for when it, the lake fills back it, up, it, man. It, That's, it, it will certainly help. I mean, it's just, we've got uh, that, uh, Grass has come up and it's growing every every day, so it's uh, it's just all over the lake, you know. Yeah. And so, so hopefully, you know, I mean, uh, uh, when it fills up in this spring, you know, when the fish go to go to uh spawning it'll give a little cover, uh, it'll be a lot more cover than what we had, Mickey. You know, I mean, and every so, little
0: bit helps.
3: Every little bit helps. I, mean, you know, when when they lowered the lake on Rita. Uh, Kickapoo up yonder and some of the other fish. they turned into a, a sceny bean alley up through there I mean there was sceny right. beans everywhere and then the lake filled up and then the next year those fish got off one heck of a spawn and we had some excellent fishing for about three or four years I mean just off that one spawn you know what I mean uh, it it just really it really turned things around for, for a pretty, pretty good while but these fish just need a little bit of cover. It's not a whole lot and, and uh uh they they'll do quite well. There's one I had one little old stick up out in the creek and, and over the years uh last few years I've seen a lot of the bass fishermen come around and they'll throw in that area but but they'll hook a fish nearly every time they go go bite. But the lake went down enough I could see what's there and you know, all that's there is it's uh it's uh uh, a limb it looks like about a half a rack of uh, deer antlers there ain't, it ain't no more than that but it'll hold the fish there nearly every time they hit it but uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot to do it it's out in, right in the middle of the creek but but uh uh they'll they'll sure catch a catch a fish off of it but Anything. Things have been going good, you know. We our ramps here on Penwa They're still. Uh, we're still going good. We. I've still got. I think probably five and a half, six foot of water right down through the middle of our creek here. Well, that's um, good. Some, yeah, we. I mean, we're, we can operate. I'm sure there's Pinoise. a lot of
0: ramps right now that aren't accessible. Are they?
3: I don't. I don't think. I think Pinwa and uh, maybe Beacon Bay is probably the only ramps working.
0: I'll be there. I, may,
3: I could be wrong, but I, I don't think gonna, I am. there's just not much, you know. The one right over, going towards the Point Blank, you can mm-hmm. drive out on the sandbar over, over it, you know. It's, but that's just kind of a shallow, flat out. there. And anyway, they picked some crazy places to put a ramp, you know. And, and uh, they put one. The one down here at the end of the road, uh, that ramp down there, you can go down it, but but. To, but you'll fall off the end of it. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and yeah. Uh, I mean, you're... Uh, well, we went down there and helped a guy get his trailer out uh, one time, and, and uh, the boy that works for me, you know, he's waiting, and he had water about up to his knees, and mm. he hit the end of it, and he wasn't ready for it, but he fell off in the hole, and he, he was up his, his head. Floated his Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's about six foot tall, you know, I and mean, he,
1: you
3: know, and... They could fix it, but they just don't. I mean, it isn't it is no big deal, but it's right at the end of the ramp, you know, and, and you get a bunch of boats starting, you got that prop wash, and it just kind of keeps blowing the. the, the yeah, people driving
0: their boats on the a trailer, trailer keep it washed out from silting yep. up.
3: That's they sure thing, do, but. They, they keep it washed out. But,
0: but You know, these out, aluminum but, trailers, um, you know, I've had to launch in real low tides in the past. You know, after uh-huh. you know a big norther blows in, you got to go yeah. and and uh, if you back your trailer off the ramp where it drops off, just get uh-huh. the boat off of it and the trailer will float with you know tandem rig oh, with four four tires on it. Yeah, it'll float. Well,
3: I it. guess it. Yeah, I, I, then, uh, you
0: uh, know, because that aluminum's so light, you know. <laughs> And uh, yeah. it'll float up, and then you just pull up and then put it on, you know, get your tires on the ramp and then drive your boat back up on there.
3: You know how I know they'll float, Mickey? I don't know if you've ever done it, but I did it one time a long time ago. From this first ramp we got here, it's real steep, and it goes down, and it drops off into really deep water, you know. Uh-huh. But we went out there, and, and uh, I had old Clifford with me, and, and we was going to launch my boat, and uh, – <laughs> And uh, we went off that ramp, uh-huh. and it got down deep enough where I should be able to uh, come off it. Well, I put it in reverse, you know, I'm going to back it off well it wouldn't come off and I got to looking around that thing it's it's pivoting on the ball we I had the you know I had my straps on back, and everything right. else I didn't unhook nothing you know you <laughs> just in a hurry you know that whole thing it's swinging around on an arm at you. <laughs> oh, my God. I looked around and made sure there was not nobody looking at <laughs> I mean, but, but Pilgrim, gives you pot liquor <laughs> yeah you you kiss me out. Uh, but you can see a lot of funny <laughs> things down there in Beauamp, you know i mean <laughs> it's a, it's amazing you know what what uh people do I mean, you know, I give my brother a hard time, you know and, and uh, uh you know he backed. He backed his boat off the edge of my boat ramp there about a year or so ago. And uh and we had to get a tractor down yonder and everything else to, to lift it up and get it out of there and then he sold that cotton picking boat to another guy and I'll be doggone if the guy didn't back it off in the same spot. I, Do I don't know if there's thing. something wrong with <laughs> same thing. I don't know if there's something wrong with the boat that just goes to that side or whatever, you know, but right. but uh it doesn't you know, you, you get in a hurry, and, and uh, if you're not used to it, you probably, if there's a bunch of people around, you might get a little bit nervous, you know. And, and uh, you, the only thing you do is just line up and just keep going straight back, you know. I mean, you kind of got to watch where you're going a little bit. But, uh, but launching a boat and retrieving a boat can be a real challenge for, for a lot of people. But But with just more experience the the more you got the easier it gets it no, no one of these days you just wake up and say it ain't no big deal just put it right up on that trailer but you know as well as i do every trailer you got a spot on that trailer where you need to back it to and that boat to slip right on and uh, really i like to i like mine to go about well maybe three quarters of the way up and then whoever's in the vehicle just layer back and then i'll push it the rest of the way up with the engine
0: you know to get it up that's what i do the real good you're on a real it's steep it. ramp use that out
3: uh-huh. push that truck it, out you know you sure you're boiling your tires off <laughs> well you know years I ago and I do it, that.
0: they think they got to really gun it and gas it uh, uh-uh, just ease uh-uh.
3: into it don't let
0: the wheels
3: it. tires break yeah. loose. I mean, that's I uh, I don't know, and I haven't been there in uh, quite a while. But we used to fish down on on the river that, down at that, uh, below the dam, and Browder's had that ramp down yonder. And you know, the thing that you didn't want to do is be the last last boat off of that out of the river that night. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you had four wheel drive, it's not. But you get that ramp was so steep going up, right? That and every, and if if you wasn't the last one, there's always ten more people up there wanting to pull out, and they're happy to pull you help pull you up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, they'll get uh, you out of there, out of their way, so they can out. pull out. But to be the last man standing, you might be stuck down there a while. You know, <laughs> you know. But but that ramp, it'd get wet. You know, boats coming out of it, and, and it was really it was steep and long. And, and my gosh, you know. Uh, it could, it could be really hard to get it back out of. But uh, but it was better than no ramp. It sure was. You know. But anyway, but things yeah, have been I remember going I the pretty first pretty, time pretty I went
0: down to Port O'Connor. they there at the fishing center where everybody puts in on the intercoastal. I noticed next to the side of their building, the east side of their building, they had bleachers set up there.
3: Oh, yeah. Really? Said,
0: and I'm going, what, what's that all about? said, all oh, these <laughs> All the locals come down here in the afternoons on weekends and uh, drink beer and watch people load their boats.
3: Why not? And, uh, I mean,
0: entertainment, cheap entertainment.
3: It is cheap entertainment. <laughs> we had a couple here years ago that uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, when they went to launch their boat, they could draw a crowd. I guarantee you. I mean, they did. They they had a real good personality. It didn't bother them a bit. They just laughing them you know. <laughs> but my God. They, you talk about struggles about getting the boat on the trailer and, and and, and half the time somebody wind up helping them get it on. But, you know, you know, uh, you know, everybody's different in life. You know what one person may do real well. You can't do it at all, but they can't do what you can do. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody can't be proficient and everything. As long as you try, that's all counts. you know, when you.
0: So uh, all it matters. The big, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make that, you know they they eventually learn, but they uh, they back their trailer way too deep in the water. Too deep. They
3: try to yeah. float it on. If you try yeah. to float, you know you know as well as I do, if you try to float one on and you come up at it's going to be sitting crooked on your trailer. It, it I mean, is. I mean it. Uh, it it is. So just back it on down. You know where you where that last. I don't know four or five foot or whatever you know, where you have to push it up, and then you just push it up till it's tight, and whoever's back in the car have them back at another three foot down, and you push it right in that center. Yeah, I back,
0: back mine in. I've got a, I've got a, you know, idea on my fender fenders how deep the water should be uh-huh. on. And, Right, uh, so right. Well, it's just about right, and it'll drive on perfect and winch up, and lock her down, Maybe. and drive out,
3: man you know making there two or three years ago I, I had a guy you know when they first come out with the uh, the the trolling motors with the the yeah. with, uh remote, that you control. Could come, yeah. remote control and and uh, several of them would do it, and they still do it but this one guy he he just got it uh he he slid his boat off the trailer of course there's nobody in the boat he's going to bring it back with the trolling motor well he' right. I think he forgot to clear the 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 waypoint out of his last that's what the boat took off. <laughs> took off for work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or that man. last waypoint, you know, and he he had to grab somebody in another boat and catch up to go chase, his, know, boat oh, <laughs> chase man. his boat down. Chase his boat down it was it was leaving, you know, I mean, wherever the last place he had that thing down at, that's where he was going to. So oh, the things that's, we've that's, seen that's, over the years, man. It's something uh, else, uh, man. Well,
0: well here you I can see run. it in a boat rent.
3: All right, Mickey. We all have a good day.
0: Throw them out a number, you know. bud. Uh, it's uh, here
3: at Penwall. It's 936 967 4752. Y'all have a great day, Mickey.
0: We're going to do it, Harry. You do the same. See you, all man. Right. Thank Take you. care. You bet. All right. That's Harry D. Tan up on Lake Livingston at Penwall Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back early in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston.